Poodle is someone at the door at Southern Charm. Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens. Talking about folks living way above their means. They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing. And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen. Bravo, that is Southern Charm. Sweet tea. Well, Cameron is the sweetest, and Austin is a tool. Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool. Craig is playing lawyer, Eliza's playing games. There's a lot of other blonde girls. We forget their names. Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. glad that a, uh, a show like this episode can just take us far away from the world we live in now. Beep, <laughs> ba, do, beep, beep, Black Lives Matter, which they do, and they do. It is. It's really, it's, uh, yeah. I doesn't think so. All the things in the world that are heavy are going to be on this episode. This but, show probably did much better when uh, it was about nothing. Uh, but I think they are reclaiming. This is a great uh, dis- direction for the show. That said, yes, it was. I think we say it's heavy because it's just we're in the middle still of COVID and kind of the worst time right now for a lot of people. And we recognize that it's also honestly just been to be honest, it's been a pretty like busy and I can't speak for Jake. It's been a pretty shitty emotional week for me. And so just ditto. So I was kind of I was looking. I just. I wanted, you know, Craig making pillows, he and Austin acting like gay roommates, and that wasn't the, but it wasn't the show we wanted, but it's maybe the episode we needed. Maybe it's the one we deserved. Um, Ooh, that's it. That's (laughs) it. Y'all, this is Southern Charm. This This is is Sweet Tea. My name's Maddie, a.k.a. Matt Marr, and I'm with my squirrel friend Poodle, a.k.a. Jake Anthony. Hello. South uh, Carolinian, born and yeah, bred. I'm going to have a lot to talk about on this. Episode. And he's been bred in California. <laughs> he's been bred in Massachusetts. He's been bred a lot in Texas. Throw, throw a dart at the, at the world <laughs> map. I mean, these, these days. These uh, days. Yeah, where, have I, where have I not been defiled? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Very few places. Mm, Rhode Island. Mm, not to think. I have no, to- did you go to Northampton? That's still Massachusetts. Oh, that is Massachusetts. Um, no, no, probably not Rhode Island. Maybe not Idaho. Okay. Um, Delaware. Delaware, no. No. Okay. Um, so you've got a lot of states. You've got a lot of fucking to do. Uh, twenty one. I'm coming at you. <laughs> Colby Keller did uh, Across America. Colby does America, and he like fucked a guy in every state. You know, it was. I actually really liked him until he was like crazy, crazy. Um, his very political, problematic. very problematic with his political views. So, Not because he believed. Oh, I believe this, but the way he. Yeah, said it's all. It. Yeah, you know what? Got a nice dick. So let's talk about something about that's not gay porn related. Sure. Um, let's talk about something. This is episode, season seven, episode five. Five. I think. Monumental occasion. Okay, y'all. So we are jumping into this episode. And Craig, okay, I think this is my uh, 
the DVR didn't tape like the first three minutes. So did I miss anything? Because the Why? first <laughs> I don't know. Something the, is wrong with what, whatever you're doing. This day. You should be watching it on Sling. This day. I know, but I was saying, it's fine. I think you you can admit that you didn't, that you didn't tape it. I watched it on a, no, I watched it. I remembered to tape it at eight o'clock. There we are. That's all I needed. You know what? Can I just blame some things? I need that today. <laughs> anyway, the first thing I saw was when Craig was talking to Jerry. No, you need something earlier. Oh, what I miss? It shows. It basically shows them like snatches, like the way they normally do, snatches of little things that are happening. Um, and there, and they jump right into it. They're of course they're talking about coronavirus, and then uh, Craig's voiceover says, and then other things that happen. They're talking about George Floyd. They're talking about the protests on the Ravenel bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a different show from Southern charm than we've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the governor opens up basically government fucking numb nuts. McMaster opens up the state again. It's like, we have to open and somewhere in June. And so then we can kind of start doing things again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's June and, uh, we we get snatches of you know little little glances of what people are doing. Madison's cleaning her salon. Pringles got his boys. Um, he wasn't in this episode though. He was. John Pringle was. I mean that little bit you saw, but he was not in the rest of the episode. No, but boy, what? When did you come into this? When Craig was talking to Jerry on Skype. No, Pringle was with his boys. He was. Um, it was like a snippet though. He didn't it? have like a segment. No, he didn't. We didn't. Um, <laughs> I love how you're arguing me about the show that I saw. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let me have this. Um, so Catherine's hanging up pictures, specifically the one that says Calhoun, that we're going to see later. Austin is reading on the porch, and I'm assuming it must be Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> no, oh, maybe. Or it's like his first time reading Catcher in the Rye. Oh, yes, he would do that. Yeah, he would do that. He would do that. He would do that. Guys, this book is like, this book is like something I both wanted to read. Um, I read it when I was older because we didn't read it when I was in school. I liked it. In high school. Uh, it's a way overrated book. But yeah, I kind of thought that with that book. It was fine. It's It's a great book for young straight men. Yeah, yeah. Because you feel you feel the uh, you feel the alienation that that young straight men that you've always felt, but it it labels it better for you than than yeah. Gatsby was the high school book that I love so much, but it's very queer. It is, but boy, go back. It's it's not that it's it's not that it's diminished any, but boy, it's problematic. Um, but it's, you have to, you have to think about the time that it's written. I once had a, I had a dream a couple oh of God, days. y'all. I'm sorry. I had a dream that for, you know, you've been dressing me up in cameos. I had a dream that you dressed me up as Daisy Buchanan in a cameo. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I was supposed to like pose in this flapper dress. And the whole time I kept saying, I'm more of Tom's mistress. And I can't remember her name. I never uh, saw The Great Gatsby they did with Leo DiNardo DiCaprio. Did you? No. It's just different. Very different. Um, I haven't even seen the one with Redford. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's very good. Oh, Sam it w- is? Yeah. Mia Farrow. Oh, I'd watch that. So, uh, you, anyway. you, you missed Miss Pat with uh, 
her yelling, Michael, are there antibacterial wipes in the car? Yes, we have plenty of them. She walks out and Michael says, man, that skirt is positively indecent. (laughs) (laughs) And and she's like, she's getting in the car because they've been on lockdown, her and Michael and Whitney. Because she's, you know, there of a, she's like, we're of a, we're a, we're in a very, very vulnerable group, Michael and I. Um, and she's like, drive slow, Michael, make my outings last. <laughs> um, you missed this. I can't believe it. I did. So, uh, Michael has been coloring her hair. She's no. Like, yes, yeah, she's like, you can see. This happened all in three minutes. Yes, basically. Uh, don't pull over, y'all. There's some. Uh, Ambulance is going on. They are, they're in the Krispy Kreme donut drive through and they get donuts. And Michael's like, this will be great for the yard men. Because, <laughs> of course, Miss Pat isn't going to eat a Krispy Kreme because she doesn't like the sprinkles. Wow. Um, then we go on Craig, who's making smoothies. This is our first real segment. And he's talking to Jerry, the business partner, who is hot. Y'all, uh, find Jerry's Instagram. Let me know. He is real hot. And Jerry's like, so what have you been doing? And Craig's like, wow, I've been drinking wine. And this is this girl I'm dating named Natalie. But, you know, it's like, yeah. She's so cute, too. Natalie's, Natalie's really we, cute. They met in Aspen in January. So now it's officially his girlfriend. And they're kind of like locked down. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I love this girl her eyes are like well it depends on the light when you see them but her eyes are blue now they're green now i'm pretty sure they're blue can eyes be purple um uh he if, if you have to if you if you go rhapsodize on what color a girl's eyes are you feel something for them no doubt i have i have blue green eyes it depends on what i'm wearing oh god wait does that mean craig would want to fuck you uh yes, I'm just one. You know, you've had a hard week, and I just want to give you what you need. Thank you. Um, um. So, but my main thing is, is like Jerry's like, are you being really careful? And he's like, yes. And he's like, so HSN, you're not going to do it in a person. You're going to have to do it Zoom. And Craig literally says, I get it. Wait, I don't. What do you mean? He's like, you have to Skype in. Like, so you mean I'm not there? And he's like, no, you're not there. But. You know, oh, this is just. I gotta see my. Oh my god, COVID is so hard for me right now because I just don't not gonna see my personality. He hasn't. He's done almost nothing. They haven't even been quarantining. They've been Chef and he and Austin have been hanging out. You guys, they're the worst. Is that your biggest worry? They are the re. People like them are the reason why we all are fucking in our houses for eight months. That is the damn truth. Anyway, um, so Craig's upset he can't sell his pillows in person. They're going to have um, virtual pillow parties that we're talking about. Anyway, yeah. So Uh, that's where Craig is. Shep and Taylor and he, his his girlfriend, Uh uh, which just sounds weird to say with Shep. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Um, and 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 Shep was like, I was really, I was really, uh, COVID was, you know, we were really nervous at first, and then I was like, gosh, I just don't care much no more. Sorry, we had some technical issues. <laughs> Y'all, we we're working sorry with for the new first program. part of that. It sounded poodle sounded a little echoey, which will drive him insane. It will. I don't. Anyway. I'm a perfectionist. 
We are. So let's talk about someone who's not a perfectionist, and that's Shep. Shep is cooking Ugh. for Taylor. She's just really nothing. Basically, they're kind of in quarantine, too, and they're living together now. And Shep basically says he likes it. I mean, that's kind of the, the gist of all this. I mean, he talks about his paranoia in COVID. Yeah, he's he's paranoid. But at the same time, like he's like, this is just like I'm peeking my... I'm peeking my head over the white picket fence, and I don't hate it. Girls, <laughs> about get married. Why? Well, um, have some chitlins. Yeah, and so he basically says they are going to. He says he's going to go work out with Austin, and Craig and Austin have been spending tons of time together. That that's what we hear. Tons, tons of tons time. of time. We're we're like we're like soulmates. Wait, question. Do you think they've seen each other naked? Yeah, all straight guys do that, right? Oh. That's like a thing. Or wait, is that just in gay porn? I don't think all straight. Come out of straight, sissy. Let us know. Do you see all your straight friends naked? Do y'all just hang out naked? I thought you would at the gym showers, you give them a thorough look down. And you would be able to, like, pick their penis out of a penis lineup. Maybe. Oh, that's Chad. I know. Well, well, th- that's another thing ruined for me about straight men. Um, uh, so should we move on to Madison? Re- Madison, really, kind of the the her storyline that and Catherine's are kind of the main plots of the show. Um, okay. she's having her mom and her mom and her sister Casey her, and Tara. Her mom, Casey, um, Tara, and her sister. Casey. Now, I forgot this, but someone had told me for a while, Madison's from Greenville, South Carolina, you guys. And that's where I I say I'm from, so people will know where I'm from. Because nobody Um, knows where fucking Pickens is. No one knows where it is. And and Greenville's about 35, 40 minutes away from Pickens. Um, uh, But I spent, I kind of spent my growing up time in Greenville. Um, and, And it's not Greenville, it's Greenville. As we say, like Louisville, yeah, like Louisville, yeah, it's like marble yeah. in your mouth. Um, and this is—I just realized when I when I remembered that she was from there. I'm like, now I know why I have this issue with her. She's number one. She's every girl I went to high school with. Oh. Number two, she's every girl my brother dated. <laughs> really, but do you feel like I thought Madison has her shit together more than a lot of the girls your brother dated? No, 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 no. Oh. They were all put together, but you see little mean streaks in all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Madison's got a vicious mean streak. Oh, for sure. That's the thing about her. Um, uh, but no, they're all motivated to. Which is so ironic honestly, than your sister-in-law now. She's so kind to me and sweet. Yeah. Well, exactly. But the thing is, if you met Madison off. A television camera. Um, she would be kind. She's showing you. She's showing you the glorified version of her at her worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, it broke. It put it all in perspective for me. Um, and I. But I will say, I love watching her with her son because I think she's a good mom. I think she's and, a fantastic mother, yeah, and she's a she's a hardworking mom. Uh. I I think she's all about I think she's a very very I think she's hard to be in a relationship with definitely I um, 
I still am team Madison. I still like Madison. I think, I'm not. You, you misunderstood me. No, no, no. I, I, I was talking about my experience. I wasn't saying you oh. are not team Madison. I'm saying like, I'm saying that not only do I like her, but I'm team Madison and that um, I, I like her or I stand so you, Madison. You don't think she's hard to be in a relationship with? Because you said that as a counter to what I said. No, I, I just thought you were finishing. I was saying it not as a counter, but more of just kind of where I am with her. So it wasn't a counter as much as saying like, so what I, I think what with Madison, I wonder, and I don't mean this as a counter to you, but what we're saying, like, would you, well, I guess my question is, you say she's hard to be in a relationship with, but I want to, I agree with you. And I also want to take all the emotion out of that. And I don't think you were adding emotion to that at all, because ironically, I think if she were a man, it would be the qualities that she has if she were a man would be viewed much more favorable. A hundred percent. And so, and I know you agree with that too, because I know we fucking love women yeah. and want to support women. So, but I'm just bringing it to people for people that are listening. If you think if you are judging Madison a little bit for how she is, just ask yourself, what if this was how a man was acting? Would you judge her differently? She's a really good mom. She's she sucks at homeschooling. And guess what? She hasn't talked to Austin. She hasn't the, since the lockdown happened, and and so and she doesn't want to talk about him. Well, and you know, so then it kind of starts to cut back and forth. Um, well, basically, I think maybe instead of going back and forth from Madison to Austin to Austin to Madison, we'll kind of yeah, maybe good idea. talk about Madison now, and then we'll talk about Austin because Austin, Austin goes to his drinks with his parents and his sister, but. For Madison, y'all, this is what I love about, I love the relationship that the three women of these have. I love, boy, I could watch so many movies about mother and sisters. I fucking love, bring back sisters. God, I love that show on AB. Did you love sisters? Uh, we were like the only men to really I need to rewatch that show. That show. Lucy Kurtz, Celia Ward. Celia Ward. Oh, I remember waiting on Celia Ward and Sephora. I, I just, I was like, I love sisters. And she's like, how old are you? <laughs> she was like, um, that's great. Can I just get some molten brown hand wash? And I was like, sure. If you talk to me again, I'm going to mace you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but um, I love seeing them together. And I love. They seem her, super supportive. They seem super supportive. And I love that Madison's basically is talking that she has taken this quarantine. And I think this is a good thing, but I also feel like this is. Madison is one of those people, y'all, that you would fucking unfollow on Facebook and Instagram because in this quarantine, she's done a juice cleanse. She's lost weight. She's working out. She's bettering herself. And while I applaud that, I just want to recognize there's something to just being sad about the world being put on hold and people you love are dying and you're just sad and you want to eat yeah. fucking and you Taco Bell and, and you French can't, fries. You can't hug the people you love. Yes. And you can't see the people you love. Um, yeah. So that's okay. It's, <laughs> it's one all... way. One way is not better than the other here. Right. But I think this isn't so much about what's happening in COVID. It's happening what happens when shit hits the fan? When shit hits the fan, you want a partner that will take care of you or take over for things. Instance being that I feel like Jake and I balance each other that. Like if like when shit happened to my dad and he was flown to the hospital and I was like, this is happening. And Jake said, I'll just take care of it. Or like 
if yeah. Jake is busy with a soccer team and he ends up in Spain <laughs> and I don't know where he is, I'll take care of the podcast. It's going to get taken care of. Yeah. I'll see him next Sunday and <laughs> he'll have to have somebody. Oh, <laughs> oh. Y'all, that happens every time. Breath control. That happens each time each one of them comes. So it's a long (laughs) session. And Poodle's death death at the end. But twice for the goalie. But and I feel that way with my partner, with my romantic partner. You want someone that steps up, and I think this is more about Madison realizes, oh fuck, when shit hits the fan, and I need someone to step up and take care of things. Austin is not reliable. Yeah. Even I think his mom laid it out perfectly when she said, he's a nice guy and he's got a good heart. But her mom, her mom. Yeah. Her mom. Yeah. Her mom. mom. Um, what did you think about all that? I mean, they're super supportive. It's, it's good for her. I, I feel like, and just, I'm, I'm just reading the tea leaves here. Um, she's had probably, the most dramatic life of all of them. And they've had to be there for her certain times. And this is not, this is not the first time this is happening. And her Uh, dad is not there. So we don't know what type of relationship she has with her dad. And we don't know what the mom has been, has had to do for these children. And, uh, and they're, they're her support system. And uh, she is having a child made her grow up a lot. And, uh, and she's, and this is the thing. And it's not that I don't, I I would say this about Madison. It's not that I, it's not that I don't completely dislike her these days. I just don't have a lot of her unpredictability bothers me. Boy, that is fair. Um, That is true. And, uh, and I, and I feel like with the wind will change whatever's better for her son. She will do. And I can't really say I falter in that, um, but she is going to date Austin for as long as it is, it is good for her to do that. Um, yeah, I that really means, do. That mean strength is true, what you said. And it, she kind of acts that she acts as if she, well, no, never mind. I mean, she kind of does admit she has a mean streak. Anyway, you're going to yeah. say, I will but, say. But I, I will say she, she, I don't feel like she's ever taken the relationship serious with Austin. Even even when she's trying to make him do things nice with her. Hmm. I, I think she I think she knows she is is set for someone who is a power player, who is already successful, who is just as driven as she is. Hmm. And that is not Austin. Agreed. And so I, 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 I just see this relationship as a sham. I don't think she would ever settle for it, which is why I think she's just marking time with him. I guess her on the show, though. So I, you know. I agree, and I think maybe initially that wasn't her. Possibly it was her initial plan. I think maybe though he is attractive, and he's on the show, and she was attracted to him. Yeah, but, but I, let's be honest. It's Austin. At the end of the day, his greatest. His greatest uh, ambition is to have a beer line. Come on. <laughs> Which actually 
is a really hard thing to do and a yeah. really cool thing to do if you really want to do it. Right. But it just seems like for Austin, it's but it, it's not that it. he's chosen something that would never be huge. It would yeah. only be niche. Well, and, you know, like she wants to drink. He wants to drink with his friends. Oh, he's been drinking with Craig. He's been playing yeah. video games during quarantine. It's the opposite of what Madison and Madison's kind of like you get your life together and do you. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, we talk about Pringle. Pringle. Yes. Did you did you did you go to the bathroom during this? Pringle was waking his kids up in the the Fortnite bed. Um, I missed this, and I watched the whole episode after Madison. Yes. Did I, I fast forward missed- past it? I don't know. I do not know. Um, did we talk about Austin and his parents? No, we didn't talk about Austin. Oh, we need to talk about that. I'm sorry. Um, so he's meeting his mom and dad and his sister. I I do want to say one thing, one thing of the mom that's just that the mom said that I think is important. The, that, uh, or the mom basically, uh, the mom basically said like, she basically said that like, she's. It's like kind of what and both moms. It's ironic that I, you know, I'm sure this is scripted. It is scripted, but both moms kind of were. But she kind of. I think this is important because what Austin's mom says later. The mom basically lays down the value, the thing of your values of you're a hard worker. That's the most important thing to you, someone to be a hard worker. Yeah, Austin doesn't do that. Cut to now, Austin talking to his parents. Yeah, I will say, mom is ripping into that corn. <laughs> Oh yeah, corn oh, the cob. Her. Y'all in South Carolina, we take our corn the cob very serious. Now, this is interesting for South Carolina because this is totally elote. This is this is totally with like uh the, with Mexican spices on it. Because uh, it's a Mexican restaurant, they've ordered stuff from. So you know, with, with elote, it's like usually mayonnaise sometimes on the corn and uh, kind of a spice mixture like tahini or something like that. It's really good out here. Uh, I'd never had it until I came to California. Now I want elote. You want elote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that is one thing. Uh, if there, there, there used to be when we were doing uh, Miss Julie downtown, there was a restaurant that did elote tacos that were so good. Oh, we my God. We can't talk about this anymore because the only thing I can get good is taco bueno. <laughs> I love taco bueno. It is good. Um, so Austin's meeting his mom and dad and sister at some and secret restaurant. Sister. Oh, I love his sister. Really seen. So um, pretty. Sister looks just like mom, actually. This kind of like high cheekbones. And yeah. he looks just like his dad. Um, and, um, uh, first of all, everybody's fucking out in Charleston. It looks like there's near a pandemic to be seen. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the servers are, but that this is the way it is in, in states where they're open. Oh no! You know, this is like y- you know. y- y'all. Everybody's at Texas Roadhouse. I just drove by it today <laughs> when I left Homeland to get some bread for my dad to make a sandwich. I, I will say at least they were outside. Um, oh no, they're and, inside in Oklahoma. No, I'm talking about in, in Austin mm-hmm. and his family. Um, and yeah, you y'all, you could not crowbar me into indoor dining right now. No, you would. You would have to like. Uh, you'd have to like chloroform me and prop me oh, up at a yeah. table. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, they uh the they're kind of sitting there talking, and uh his his he's like my beer is sitting at my beer is sitting at a warehouse. 
Um, and that's not good. It's just like sitting there going bad. Um, and the parents are like, when can your beer get in a can? Because that's when you'll find, because they, they've been hard at on him about that. Mom really is like, when can I get in the hand? That's great. But when, and he's like, mom, and the guy, mom, mom what are you I'm talking about, mom? Not, put my tongue book in my mouth. I put it in a keg. That's enough. I do feel bad for him that he's kind of like, he is a fuck up, but it sounds yeah. like he's finally started to get some shit together with this. And it's just start. And this is, this is heartbreaking for not just him, but this is a lot of, I just had, one of my good friends in Portland who owned like a sweet dessert restaurant moving out of their place today. So many small businesses yeah. were kind of just getting up and running and have closed because of COVID. So that is, it's sad, but Austin's still a fuck up. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that is sad. Um, and it's sad. It's just that the world is changing and our business models will need to change with it. Yeah. And that's the lesson for that. Sadly, not that everything should be forced down and it's not sad that that's happening. For me this year, that was all of my gigs getting canceled. All of my yeah. outside gigs besides well, teaching all, voice. All of our live shows gone. Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of find a different way. And thank God for this podcast. Um, thank God so, for this podcast. Uh, the sisters basically like, yeah, you've been not really good with COVID. Cause, and so that's why I wouldn't let you come up for Mother's Day. So cause the sister was in New York. And uh, and then mom asked, what's up with you in Madison? And he's like, well, we haven't really talked a lot. We haven't really spoken. She's like eating kale and doing a juice cleanse. And mom, what have you been doing? Well, Craig and I have been kind of doing stuff. Cut to the Instagram videos of them just as our friend Liz Asty says. Fucking Insta lives. Just foolishness. Just it is foolishness. foolishness. It's foolishness. They don't know what they're talking about. They they look like they just graduated college. It looks it like they're two guys that are talking that are gonna make out at any second. I'd buy that porn. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Remember that porn that I showed you that we saw, that we saw that I'd really show it to you. You saw, unfortunately, that was called like <laughs> Raw Dog Three Hundred. No, it was like Best Buddies or something like that. <laughs> <sighs> No, uh, this before is what you're missing at the fifteen dollar level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that's what you're Watch missing. It, yeah, when Poodle accidentally show, plays porn, <laughs> you know. But so his mom says something that I think is kind of indicative, or uh, that is coincides with what Madison's mother said. Is that she said, "Are you guys really compatible?" Right. Because his, she said. You need to be with somebody that accepts you for who you are, a kind of this fuck up person, but that is who you are. And you need to be somebody at this point who accepts you for that because his sister lays into him and she's like, I've told you, she has a fucking kid. If you yeah. want to get in on this, fucking commit to this and be serious. You can't just lollygag around. I agree. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, anyway, I, I said the sister drops the hammer and, uh, and the, basically, that is it for kind of that storyline. Um, uh, let's go on to let's John. Let's go on to a lighter topic. Let's go on to John Pringle. This the, they, Obviously, you didn't see. <laughs> He's cooking the kids' uh, breakfast. I saw this part. You, what happens? Uh, what do you make oh, them? He's cooking the kids' um, pancakes and frittatas. And he... Uh, and he the kids are say daddy daddy i'm bored and he's like why don't you go outside boys for about three hours 
and then he takes some of the melted butter that has cooled and he rubs it on his shaft and takes his shirt off with his rock hard abs and beats off in the kitchen. I like your version of what happened better, <laughs> but <laughs> y'all, I'm sorry. We've talked about this before. Some people don't think Daddy Pringle is hot. I'm into it. His face is okay, but his body I am is a into dick. it. No, it's not even that good of a body. You keep saying he's got like a it's no, like a dad body. Daddy, it's like a hairy it's a dad hard body. dad body. It's a hard dad body. Please stop using the phrase hard dad body. It's a body. hard dead body. It's kind of <laughs> like it's like um um like our friend that our our actor friend that I sent you today on Instagram and then who I said reminded me of Andre. Oh, no, that's a that's a muscular dad bod. You're wrong equating these. When he rode that bull, it was tight. There was not a lot of fat on there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the 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 only thing we need to know is Madison is throwing Austin a birthday party, and I guess oh yeah, we're, she said that on an island, yeah. like safe, whatever. And yeah, these like Kardashians did it first, bitch. Everyone was COVID tested. We were all very safe. Your privilege is showing. Yeah, yeah, that's a bull. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry. Just because you can like just because you're wealthy enough to rent a private island and and bring in a private crew for everybody and That's have great. every But someone in South Side of Chicago can't get a, a COVID test. A Latin woman in South Yeah, can't even get a COVID test and has to come fucking like do yeah. her job. And her and her um and she when she does get one, she uh she won't get the results for 5 days. Yeah. Because that's where it is there. So maybe, maybe don't post pics of your tropical vacations right now and say things like, everyone was tested for COVID. I'm fine with you doing it. If you have the money to do it, fucking do it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I think it's extremely, extremely detrimental right now. I think if you, if you all test and you all do this, fucking go buy Switzerland for the year. But don't fucking post about it. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Like, the explicitly I don't care if you do it. it. I just don't need you oh, to post yeah, I don't give a it. shit. Just don't, don't let me know about it. Yeah. Rent out St. Bart's the whole month. <laughs> I don't care. Just don't tell me. Oh, I, I just don't need to know about it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem with social media, you guys. Anytime you post something, it makes it real. And, yeah. and as soon as you make something real – then you are standing behind that post and someone will come for you to be real. <laughs> so do you think what well, we should probably take a little break because that oh, is, yeah. uh, uh, we'll, we're going to jump into Danny and Leva and, and Catherine, Catherine and John C. Calhoun. Wow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you are so oversexed. God. Four days, you have a wet dream. What don't, are you? Don't slut shame me. No, I said a week. <sighs> wow. I'd have to find a way, whether it was in the shower or not. You're I can't go. Humping tree stumps. <laughs> Yo, if you're just coming to the podcast, he just Yo, I, he's, like, back. he's like, I haven't beat off in a week. And I said, Oh, I just have a wet dream. <laughs> and he, his face, sorry, a nocturnal emission. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm just sexual. I'm just sexual like that. Wow. 
<laughs> so getting back to Southern Charm, um, uh, we 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 kind of zoom in on Danny and Leva calls her, and this is we're talking about Catherine. This is and Leva's like, you know, heard from Catherine. This is right post Monkey Gate. And if I have to explain this, let me just really quickly go through this. Uh, Catherine was – she's like, I'm not a political person, but um, uh, my friend was having like a Trump parade, and like I threw it out there and say, you know, props to my friend because I love my friend. And a black woman, I believe a journalist, um, kind of came at her about it. Maybe someone who was in entertainment, maybe someone she knew. And said, how can you do this? You know, you you can't support uh, Trump for this because he blah, blah, blah. And according to Catherine, the woman kept coming at her, kept coming at her. Um, and uh, Catherine said she was trolling me. And Catherine kept, of course, responding. Um, and then at the end, Catherine put something like blah, 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 monkey emoji. <sighs> and this was, you know, just Next, not a, in the show. But. Yeah. Um, and we're not here to take any side. Who even knows what Catherine did? All we can say. Oh, I'll say, take a side. It was racist. She shouldn't have said that. No, it's racist. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying what her intention was. Oh, I actually, I mean, we can get into this, but but we will get into it. I, I, yeah, we're not here to say. I, I yeah. Pa- Catherine is, and we're going to talk about this. I don't think people understand, or maybe they don't, the narcissism of Catherine Dennis. I agree. Ka- Catherine Calhoun Dennis. Catherine, how, when someone is that narcissistic and self-involved, um, and we'll talk about that later. So I'm going to say she that. She was talking that, about the emoji being her. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> do I fully buy that? No, I think it was almost like sub, and I think this is what a lot of white people have to recognize is that we have subconscious racism. We have mm-hmm. racism that's so in us gotcha. that we we say things like someone was blackballed, and we don't realize that that has racism attached to it mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's um, not that we shouldn't say that word. I think people I still think, say it, but I'm just, I think that's an example. You're 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 conflating two things, and I want to make sure. You're talking about subconscious racism and things that are brought down and the, the things that we are saying that are things that feelings we have that are racist. What what you're saying is sayings that we're saying that we are we, that we un, unadvertently are saying that we don't know are racist. That's yeah. different than what you're saying. Well, I, no, we, yes, I want to clarify. Well, and I'm saying we don't know what Catherine's true feelings are. Right. Do I think Catherine's racist? Yes, she's from she's a fucking Calhoun from fucking South Carolina. There is I'm from southern Oklahoma. I have racism in it. Like I have yeah. I had you have to grow up with those and that's I, it. It's acknowledging I that. I understand what you're saying that. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable calling her a racist. Just, I guess I don't mean not calling her a racist. I guess mean meaning what but her action was racist. Yes, the monkey. The action of them. So we don't know her as a person. We just right. know her from this show. But I have. I am not a. I would not call myself a racist. But I have done in my past racist, sexist, hell, even homophobic actions. Right, and I and I agree. I'm just saying that's not not my right as a white person or your right to say someone else you're a racist. 
Um, probably not in this because we don't know her well, but yeah, you know, exactly. We don't, I, we, but I've seen other people in my life. I'm like, oh, bitch, you racist. Well, when something obvious, yeah, and which, this, and that's, I think we're just again, it goes, it's beyond. We've said this before, you actually said this before on a show. You've said we, we've talked about this with Catherine's fashion and her makeup choices, ironically enough. And you said it's like she's on another planet, mm-hmm. and it is, she is on another planet of. And maybe you can explain this. Well, I don't know if people realize, and this sounds like I'm defending Catherine. I don't mean it that way at all. Again, what she I fucking. Don't, I don't think that sounds that way at all. I just know well, but you're a white person coming from South Carolina that I'm telling yeah. to. So for a black person listening, they might be like, wait, is Maddie defending Catherine? I'm not. I'm saying that. I don't think a lot of us, if you're not from South Carolina and from the deep South, you're not going to understand the other planet, the other planet Catherine lives on of classist white privilege totally, um, and i think you get that more because you were and, raised in it yeah and danny even said we're raised here and people are quiet you don't talk about this stuff mm-hmm. and i'd like to point out um i and every white child who was raised in south carolina were basically taught that and this was in the early 90s 50s, maybe late 50s, 80s late 60s shut up um <laughs> That uh, the narrative in South Carolina has always been the Civil War was not over slavery. Let that's me say that was, again. No, that's what Let I was say that again. I was told that in middle school civics. The narrative about South Carolina's succession is that from the Union was not that it was over slavery, that it was over um, states, states' rights. States' rights. That's what I was And taught. independent of governance, which sounds like but a great buzzword. That's what I was taught too. And it was thing. over economic concerns. Yep. Because that's... guess what? That economy was founded on slavery. Molasses to rum to slaves. To like slave. in 1706. That's how they made all of their money. Now, and think about this, you guys. So, and and John, we're gonna get in, we're gonna get talking about John C. Calhoun in a minute. Um, your whole economy is based on slavery. It's based on owning another human being. Yes, you're going to come up with as many many reasons to justify it as possible. I'm not saying any of that is right. I'm saying they were surviving, and they could not change. And because it would take a radical change and they were telling the north because the north was saying you're gonna have to change because you're doing this and this you know and this is not good and how could you how could you treat people that way when you're born thinking slavery is okay it's okay however and then until someone tells you you know what this isn't okay and maybe your preacher tells you this is not okay and that's how abolitionism happened for white people. And yeah. only and abolitionism actually came through the religious movements. Yeah. And not really. before. Yeah. yeah. The Puritans and things like that. But mm-hmm. I re- highly recommend because obviously we're not the authority of this and so we don't want to educate when we're like an entertainment podcast. Yeah. I can but, only speak to what my, to my experience in South yeah, Carolina. But I want to highly, highly, there's so many podcasts that people can listen to now. Um, but if, I, if you want to know a historical perspective, I highly recommend the New York Times podcast 1619. There's only mm-hmm. like six episodes of that. And it's just, it's a great, um, 
it's just a great kind of, I think, primer into really how our country, the culture, the economy, so much of our con- country all happened because of black slavery mm-hmm. and it was and people work and yeah. slaves working and contributing For the South, and building that. I, I cannot stress how that was the fundamental economic principle was slavery. So when in middle school you heard, oh, this is about economy. Well, that you was can't, it. Slavery. You can't say economy, economy without talking about slavery was bigger exactly. than cotton, bigger than everything was and, slavery. And I just want to I'm, – I'm not trying to gain any kind of sympathy for slavers or anybody who, who lived in that area. But I'm just, I'm just trying to see both sides here that that's why people who had slaves did not want to opt out of it. Because it would have been a huge sea change economically. And the only thing that kept them – the only thing that shook them out of slavery was people in the religious movement saying, this is not good, or the fucking civil war. So that's what it takes to change Americans' minds. I'm just – I'm putting this in the most direct way possible. Well, and I think – and why we're talking about this is that it's – so going back to this fucking reality show called Southern Charm and mm-hmm. why we're talking about – No, like, this is heavy. This is but, fucking but heavy But no, people shit. are like – well, people are wondering how does this relate. It relates because I think we're finding – again, this is a point of privilege as we say, well, that was then. This is now. But mm-hmm. that's the point of knowing history is that history is the thing that brought you to this point where you are. And right. so you cannot – we have to talk about history and look at history because – we are still our country is a new country and these it's several hundred it, it, i mean it, we are still um echoes of that and so in this so Dan Catherine she tweets so that is why Catherine knowing who she is should have known better when she tweeted back a monkey merge and we find out later but we'll get to that later in a dinner that Catherine also actually said some pretty racially charged statements as well yeah and, and- and I'm not going to defend these. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to defend her at all. Um, no, it was sh- fucking shitty. I didn't. But still, this all kind of starts is that Danny is painting and Leva calls her, and so they're talking about the emoji and everything that's blowing up. And Danny's saying, "I haven't heard from Catherine at all." Y'all remember Danny Baird is Catherine's Dennis' best friend. She was the one big defender. One and, of everything. Yeah, and 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 Danny and and Levis like, yeah, I've actually been talking to her a lot. And Danny's like, what? And Danny actually said, or Lev actually said, yeah, I think she's talking to me because I'm our one friend of color. So maybe it's P, uh, PR. Maybe it's PR dynamics. No, I think that's totally what it is. And well, now Danny, and you guys, now she's been been photographed with a black guy, a uh, black boyfriend, obviously, whose last name is Ravenel. Whose but last spelled, name is Ravenel. So it's spelled with two L's, and you know what that means? What does that mean, Poodle? When somebody has the same last name as a white person, but they add another letter at the end? His family owned her family, or sorry, Thomas's family owned him. That's the, what that means. Even that is, I, I I actually on a personal level get so offended by that. I just think that's so st- like that that's I'm, beyond. What do you? I'm sorry. Qu- qualify exactly what you're offended by. No, I do. I think that that is look. Love who you love. Be Her in a relationship. Or, or by or Catherine. I'm I'm no I'm, Catherine. I'm, Catherine. Okay. That okay. That makes sense. In fact, she's dating him. Say, the practicality of surnames and slavers 
Um, no, 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 not that at all. But the fact <laughs> that Pat Catherine knows who she is again knows her history and still chooses to. It's just. It feels like a terrible PR stunt to me. Terrible PR stunt. And also it's like just so fucking seeped in privilege. But so anyway, um, so that's, it is a PR stunt. So anyway, Danny is, he's also real cute. I'm not going to lie. That has nothing to do with anything. I'm well, sorry. You know, but he's hot. <laughs> and it actually um, defers your point, but that's okay. But, hey, I'm, uh, my, I wasn't married to Thomas Ravenel. So uh, anyway, yeah. So that's where, um, Danny gets really upset, like emotional upset. And it's like, I've always been for her. What the fuck? And Lev is like, well, I wanted to check because I'm glad you're going with me because there's a they're going to a like a, a speech tomorrow it's that's a, gonna be it's a conference. And, yes. Um let me just talk a little bit about this, who this person is, you guys, as far as South Carolina goes. John C. Calhoun is one of the most famous politicians to ever come from South Carolina. Um he was vice president for a time, I believe at least one and a half terms, possibly. Um uh and one of the biggest voices from South Carolina. Uh, he was instrumental in the secession that happened in the 1850s and 60s uh, from the Union, which made the Civil War happen. Um, uh, he was a huge advocate of slavery. And I do remember uh, there was a there was a, a phrase that uh, a lot of Southern politicians used. And this is this is an ec- in an economic way that said slavery is a necessary evil. And uh, John C. Calhoun said, no, it is a necessary good. Um, he talked so it about, wasn't even that he took a stance that he knew this was wrong, but it had to happen. He, he said saw actually, it in a moralistically, in a moralistic way. And you can look at, you can find that shit in the Bible. If you want, you can find, you can find explanations for slavery everywhere. If there, you're a Bible believer, there are things in the Bible you can find where you could fist fuck an alien if you wanted to. Maybe not that. That's but, in the book of Hippie Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's why, and you know, interracial marriage has been uh, has been the Bible has been used as a prohibition for that. Um, so, uh, but for a long time, that was used as justification. The Bible was for slavery, but John C. Calhoun. Uh, is Catherine Dennis's ancestor. And uh, it's obviously very important to her. And John C. Calhoun's name is all, or name, name is all over South Carolina. And uh, lots of buildings named after him. Most of them have been renamed in the last year, year and a half. Um, and, th- and there's a big statue of him in Francis Marion Park. So uh, that's, and that, that brings us to where we are. And Leva's saying, People are talking about this conference is going to be talking about let's maybe take down this um, Confederate monument because it's bothering everybody. Um, and we've we've had a certain administration in the past that says, no, leave the Confederate monuments. It's not our history. And as Mother Poodle says, well, you know what? If it bothers everybody, just take it down. So what? And that's what happened with the Confederate flag in South Carolina. Huge, huge. I don't know if you guys remember. This has been, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago when the Confederate flag was taken down from the state house. It was a huge deal. And it was said, no, this is our heritage. This is our this is history. This is our heritage. But your heritage makes someone else feel like a second class citizen. So maybe we should 
if it's hurting someone so much and it's just a symbol of pride to you, maybe we should just let it go. Well, and the it, flip side of that is if someone is African-American or black, whatever term you people want to use, um, if they have a new people, <laughs> uh, if they have uh, a flag of the African, if they want to talk about their heritage of Nigerian flag or Congo or whatever, or they're celebrating Kwanzaa or, you know, I can't speak to cultural, so I'm not going to try to, but ask yourself, well, you're, you made such a good point. Those things don't, those things don't trigger me and think about my, my ancestors being enslaved and not, uh, and being killed. Yeah. Being called a, a horrible word that's relatable to the N word or something like that, like that doesn't trigger that in me. So I think that you made a good point with things like the Confederate flag. It's not just it's heritage for you, but it's um, like they said, it's, it's, te- it's terrorism to someone else or yeah, or the Nazi flag. Yeah, yeah, to another person. Um, yeah, I didn't love. I didn't love terrorism. Such a buzzword. We just we need to be well. No, I use that word because that's what they use no, on the show. I know that's what I'm saying. I thought that Madison too, as we call her, she said that, and and it's it's an it's an easy way to say that. And and honestly, the everything every argument that either we're making right now or they said on the show, you guys, we are simplifying. Let me just say that right now. Everything goes back. We're talking like 500 years of slavery. Yeah. And that's so, just in our country, not even yeah. in oh the world, other parts yeah. of the world, and in even parts of Africa had slavery. You know, mm-hmm. that, so that it happened there too. So thousands of years. So yeah, um, like I said, y'all, lighthearted show. And then, um, <laughs> so kind of she, going back, they're at. Leva asked Danny to go to the conference, so that was, and she's yeah. there with um, Megan Vanita. Uh, Megan Pickney. I know a Susan Pickney who used to host the. I'm going to text her. Susan Pickney, actually, who is also a black woman like Megan Pickney, hosted, co hosted the After Buzz show of Southern Charm with me. I and wonder. Pinkney, Pinkney is a big name. And in she's South from Carolina. the South. I'm going to see if they're related. I'm going to text her. Okay. So, anyway. um. But I thought it was powerful that they had a lot of speakers. They even had a white woman talk about this is my family, this is my yeah. heritage, my heritage and, belongs in a museum. And when and when that man said, um, a certain family, this family owned my family for generations, it really, really hurt me. Because um, when you yeah. say it that way, when you say it that way about someone owning someone else, you guys, it's there's there's no there's no other side to should someone own someone and their descendants and children there's no, no there's no other side to that well so, and that's only one aspect of the owning i think there's i think what again what's important for white people to understand and again it's not your fault now i get white people they're like well i didn't mean it that's we get it you didn't mean to do this now but it, but it's still acknowledging that you know, my again, we've talked on the show. My partner is black and we were talking to some of his cousins that live in New Jersey and their kids go to a private school. It's a mostly white school. And um, but one day they had like a project of a talk about your heritage day. And so all um, 
So all these kids are going to school and they're talking about they have the Scotland flag. They have the Swedish flag. They have the Brazilian. They have all these different countries. And the teacher called and said, hey, I just want to let you know that your child, insert name, didn't come to school with a country today. And she said, you know, uh, did she not want to participate in the project? And my my boyfriend's cousin said, well, she's American. We don't have a heritage. We don't know Mm. where we came from. We don't know what country we're from. We were brought here. So we're just American because we don't have anything else to mm. base our history on. And I re- that really hit me because as white Americans, and especially in the South, where you're from and where your heritage everything. is, it means everything. And mm-hmm. I went, God, you don't even know. Like my partner only knows where he's from and partly where he's from in Africa from a DNA test. Um, it it actually depends because this is even worse. But uh, slavery records were pretty um, sp- pretty uh, specific. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, places, yeah. And it just depends on where and some th- sometimes it wasn't. But it's um, very. It's still very because I watch. Is it John Lewis who does that PBS show of where are you? Where are you from? Or I'm just fucking Lewis. it up. Um, John yeah. Lewis, the congressman. No, it's um, he's on PBS. It's um, uh, Lewis. No, what is his name? It's a. <laughs> I'm fucking it up. It's a show. You on are. P- it's a show on PBS. That's basically that show of uh, where do you come from? And they does they oh. do ancestry stuff. But he talks about actually because he has a lot of black people on there and he is a black man himself. But he talks about actually how even though with all those records, there's so yeah, many. John Lewis is dead, unfortunately. Yeah, he is dead. There's so many millions and millions and millions of black people that were brought over here that there are thousands of records. But that doesn't even encapsulate how many black right. slaves were brought over with no records. So it's and very I, rare. And I want to be clear. It was where records were made as soon as they arrived. Mm hmm. It might say where they came from briefly, but that's it. So I know it sounds like we're going off on tangents, y'all, but I think well, this what, show this show is the show is trying to educate in a way. So, no, and I think yeah. it's, we're not going off on tangent. We're going again. It's like you've got to know, as we always say to these little gay twinks that poodle fucks. No, you're her street. I don't fuck twinks sometimes. <laughs> well, actually, you don't. But little young ones, even when I was young ones. You remember when you would hook up with like a twenty year old, and you would be like. You have sex and you're just laying there in the afterglow and you're kind of like, so what do you know about Stonewall? And they're like, <laughs> what? And you're like, I, I, I would, I would find an excuse to leave. Um, moving on to, I, I was going to, we're going to skip over what Catherine is saying, but go, going on to the still the foursome where they're talking about, um, yeah. and they're, they're kind of, they're at, uh, Leva's restaurant Republic and they're talking about, and they're all like, yeah, Catherine should be on the forefront of this. She's our friend. We know she feels like we do. We think anyway. And and Dan and and the friend the friends are like, why, Danny? Why does why isn't what do you think Catherine thinks about this? And Danny's like, I don't know. She hasn't been talking to me. And uh, and she did say she doesn't really. And she's like, and that's when Danny said the schooling we have here doesn't focus on the negative side of our history. No. And that's very that I could not have said it better because that's exactly what South Carolina is. It is all about we are brave seceders from the union. We are independent. We are free thinkers, not 
we are traitors. We are, and it's hard for me to say because I was not brought up like that. But you were, um, but that's still hard for you to say. It is. It's very hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, because out of all the states in the union, South Carolinians or Sandlappers, we are the most hard-headed and about can, where we come from. I can speak to that. <laughs> and um, to secede from a union is is treason. Honestly, that's it. And especially to, to, to declare war against another another to, to declare war against your country is treason. So I've I've only been saying that in the last what seven or six seven years, mm-hmm. um, and but it's true, um, and it's a hard thing to, from being a southerner to admit. Um, you can be a proud southerner. This is a really important thing to announce or to 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 think about. You can be a proud southerner and be proud of your state and your people, and despise the former political machinations that happened and the history that you had. I've been thinking a lot about the word pride actually lately, just with what's going on in our country politically and also just being back in Oklahoma. And I see that people are proud and, and I, I don't, I don't know what I think about the word pride and pride in our country, pride in ourselves. Cause I feel like a lot of times when people say they take pride and where they're from, their ears shut off and they stop listening to any other opinion or person. No, you're um, right. I agree with you. It, it, it's, I, it just, you said that word, it triggered me because I've actually have been thinking a lot over the course of the last month of just, am I, because you know, I, am well, I proud of being from Oklahoma? Am I proud of this? Your no history past 100 years. So there you go. It's true. It's nice to be able to de- to deride a state, though, <laughs> when but you it, have one that's been around for that long. But it's also it's it's a catch twenty two where uh, we are newer state, but also then, um, uh, you know, I think it's and it, it, older states too have they have a darker history to to contend with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and a lot more sins on their state, and so that's hard too. Uh, anyway, I, I think it's uh, and Leva Yay, did love life. Everything's happy, Leva, y'all. Leva did say that uh, Catherine should. She's not embracing her voice for change, and who really Catherine came said, for her was Madison too. Yeah, Madison From, too. Y'all, Mad- y'all remember Madison too owns Madison, twins. Madison Dark, like Hershey's Dark. Yeah, um, uh, and and they fired her. They fired, they fired her, her at Monkey Gate. They fired and, her monkey cake. And even she said to Danny, Danny's like, um, Danny, like, da- basically said, Danny's like, I want to reach out to her, but I feel like she only reaches out to me. You only use me when you need me. And Madison says, y'all got to think of this was her employer who said, but Danny, you know that. Yeah. You know that she's a user. And Danny says, she's not empathetic at all. That's just not in Catherine. She doesn't think about other people's feelings. Y'all, I'm going to go on you record and you say don't need to be around, you don't need to be friends with people like that. I want to say if even if, if people that don't think of other people's feelings are sociopathic or narcissist or both and are not necessarily great people. They're not your friends. They're not your friends and they don't need to be your friends. Yeah. So if you give a pass for your friend like, "Well, we've been friends forever." She never really thinks about my feelings. She never really considers what I'm thinking. Get a new friend. Danny's a 
fixer. Danny has to, Danny's identity is bound up with who she's helping. Danny is Matt Marr circa 2001. Oh, that's true. Boy. That is true. You were a fucking mess then. I've, I relate so, so much to Danny. You are so much stronger than yesterday. Now we're word. And you what? You know what? You're welcome because I helped you. <laughs> Except when I stand up to her, then she doesn't like it. Her eyes no, go big. No, you better, you better, go, you better, you better, you better, you better default. I, but when I hit her with her medicine, she knows I'm right. <laughs> no, you become so much more. You'll stand up for yourself more. You're, you're getting, there's a, still a couple of places in your, you know, in your, there was even you something, blind spots, but there was yeah, even you're something that happened this week where I hurt somebody's feelings. And did I think I, I didn't mean to hurt their feelings. But they email me about it. It's somebody I don't really talk to a lot anymore. But I kind of thought, and I apologize for it, but I also thought I was kind of feeling for like a day and a half. I was like, man, I really fucked up. And then afterwards, I thought, wait a minute. And I kind of reread some of our email exchange on Facebook. And I went, also, I'm still a good person. And I think you're just really sensitive about this. And this is some of your shit and not all my shit. So I actually don't think I really fucked you over so much. I just think you're going through your shit. And I dealt with it the way I've, and that's okay. And let's not be emotional about this. So I think I've been able to parse that out. Yeah. Before I would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me do everything to make it up to you. Let me email you five times. Let me send you a present. Let me do this. No. And so I think that part of letting go of what people think about you. And I thought, you know what? If you don't like me and you never talk to me again. Okay. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's good to have that perspective when you, you can really analyze what you've done and say, is this coming out of a place of guilt with, and, and, yes. and, if, and if you're, and if you're, if you're, you guys are friends with someone or you're in a relation with relationship with someone who's always making you feel guilty about something, that's them. That's and not you. I just, that's something, yeah. they, that's something they're giving you and that you're doing to yourself. You can let, and I learned this a lot when I was seeing clients and I would hold on to their energy a lot. Um, yeah. You can let that shit. you can, but you can let. That's not a negative thing to cut an energetic cord. You can let people go with love. Oh, if I didn't do that with the clients I see all day, everyone is. I have to clear myself. But it's not like a oh fuck you get out. It's like no no no. I love you. I love I, you. I'm, I don't even, I don't even say that. I'm like I'm like this is not me. Not me. Not me. No, not but I'm me. saying whatever you. But for me, yeah. It was I, I it, because I try to live my life in love, and so it's yeah. let them go with love, and the fact of let cutting that cord and dropping that emotional energy with love yeah. is the best thing you can do for you and for them. That's a good way to think about it. I I often, if you especially if you're in a in a customer service or anything like that, and if you you have the residual energy, I have a phrase. I say either not me or this is none of mine. This is none yeah. of mine. And I just let it go. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Let it I gotta be. Put that we the, should have put that shirt back up on the, merch store. the merch store. We got to do that. Oh, let it that be. Means, that means I have to do it. No, I'll just tell Jerry. He's got the design. Y'all, by the way. You're put, so dismissive of me. <laughs> maybe. Always. The, the Poodle Home Collection is thriving. It's it's thriving, y'all. So you know what? That's we paid forty-five dollars. You know what? We need to send Danny Baird a who gives a shit pillow. We're gonna send her that pillow. I'm gonna message her. 
We need to send that to her. We're going to send needs her that. a pillow. We could send Craig a lib laugh lube. Oh, what is he that? He won't respond to us. He won't. Um, basically, you guys, I think that was about it. That, that oh, we need to talk about. Well, we do Cat- find out that Catherine said. Catherine said in her, she not only put the monkey emoji, but she also talked about someone. Uh, and I'm trying to find my notes, but basically, she, Madison, brought up that in that that text exchange, she said, "You're using your minority privilege." Oh yeah, and she also guys, did the statue was like, "I don't care, it's ugly." I don't care, it's ugly. And again, I just want to say, everybody, want to talk about. There's it. no such thing, and I can say this as a gay man, not as a white man, but as a gay man, there's no such thing as minority privilege. Or she said minority claim. Minority claim. So, um, Catherine, there's not, I mean, Catherine talked to Madison and basically, again, Matt, Catherine's just kind of like, that's not what I meant. I just was like, I posted it because I was like, wanted to be, it was a lame excuse. I didn't, I didn't fully buy it. And when I say this, I'm not defending Catherine, but I feel like she just wades through this kind of vestige of a decayed South and her ancestors and she just chooses what she likes this is what we mostly do in the south we choose what we like about it and either ignore everything else or throw it away or make fun of it yes and because, yes Go ahead. i've had to i've had to i've had to come to terms um because i love my identity i love i love being southern um it is very very complicated um and that and when people and I'm often fond of when people when people ask me where I'm from, I say South Carolina, where the moonshine is strong and the racism is stronger. Um, as a joke, I make the joke first because it's true. No, I've said like Oklahoma, where the racism comes sweeping down the plains. Yeah, and yeah. I make that because especially when I meet people from California, that's their first thought, and. I make the joke before they do. And mm-hmm. then then we can then we can talk. Mm-hmm. Then we've addressed the elephant in the room. Are you calling me fat what? again on this show? <laughs> God damn it. The racist, the the redheaded elephant in the room with a tongue too big for her mouth. What? <laughs> bitch. Um so let's move on to Shep, shall we? I'm gonna go work out, uh, y'all. I'm working out. I'm, I'm glad doing... this was the way to this. The end. He's he's working out, y'all. He doesn't even have a mask on. It's no. so stupid. And everybody knows the gym is the worst place yeah. to be. And little Craig is there, and I'm really confused. And uh, and so Austin calls him because Austin's not there. And and Austin's like, I'm feel I feel a little flowy. I don't know what's going on. I feel, I feel a little flowy today. Remember, kind of like, remember when that time uh, I slept with those four girls in uh, in uh, Palm and I was Palm Desert. Problem, I was having problems urinating, and I felt my dick looked a little cheesy. Remember that? It's not like that at all. This actually feels real sick. And then Doctor Shep says. Well, if you're feeling better tomorrow, you're in the clear, Garsh. <laughs> and Austin, even Austin says, don't think I'm going to listen to you, bro. Don't think I'm going to listen. So I calls Craig, and Craig's first thought is, oh, my God, is he still going to have his party? <laughs> yeah, that was his first thought. That was his first 
Wait, oh, his birthday party is this I weekend. Just, I just bought an outfit and I just waxed my taint. <laughs> I hope I just want to see his balls. He would wax his taint. Oh, Craig waxes everything. Yeah, Craig totally still, waxes his asshole. I still think he's so hot, and I I love seeing Craig shirtless. He's hot. I'm not gonna lie, he's hot. So um, hot. Um, so, so we kind of leave that, and then we get to um, three days later, Poodle. What happens now? I have a question for you. Should we do Ten this inches. episode of Sweet Tea Theater? Um, of these sure. of how this works. Sure. Um, I'm going to play Austin and I'll let you play Madison. This is the zoom call from hell. Okay. Um, so. Hey, hey there. It's so good to talk to you. Hey, how are you? You look handsome. Um, I should say before I go on, um, uh, what you been doing? Oh, so I um, so I tested positive for coronavirus. How much say what? You know, we were like banging it out last week. I got coronavirus. Austin, are you Austin. okay? Austin, no, I'm not fucking okay. Austin, this is. Are you shitting a brick on me, Austin? This is, this is the worst STD call ever. Austin, this is. Are you this? Of course, Austin. Of course, you have this because you're walking around. What do you mean? Going to I've, bars, drinking with Craig. I've been with Craig. Doing it's whatever. Okay. You're not. You fucking loser, Austin. This is such bullshit. Why don't you go drink a beer and go fuck yourself on the horse you rode on? Because my son has Corona. I'm not giving you my pudding tang anymore. Hold on. I'm gonna put my tongue back in my mouth. What do you mean? Oh, oh. You hung up on me. And see. That was pretty much it, y'all. Pretty much He's it. He's so stupid the way he told her. He tested positive. <sighs> I te- I love, I love every, every, I test positive all the time. So, and she was with him a week ago prior. And no wonder she's pissed. Yeah, I, I, I mean, she has I, a reason to be pissed, but at the same time, I'm like. At the same time. I mean. Be responsible. Like, I'm in Oklahoma fucking Homer right now, which is burning up with COVID. And literally, like, you guys. We kind of are right now, too, unfortunately. LA just locked down big time. I just walked into a pharmacy today, and the pharmacists weren't wearing masks. Shut your mouth. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to say that again. I I walked into a pharmacist, and the pharmacists aren't wearing masks. I'd lose my mind. I... I, I uh, and as the pharmacist says, I love your dad. I'm probably not going to be around him for a year because you know there's nothing but sick people in here. And I'm like, <laughs> then wear a mask. Oh my god! Then it's, wear a mask. It's something. I, I. It's something. So it's it's um in restaurants. You know, the city of Ardmore has um mask mandate has a mask mandate. And most people, I saw a really hot corn-fed looking guy in the grocery store today that wasn't wearing one, but most people are. But the city of Lone Grove, which is a bedroom community where I'm from, actually, Lone Grove, they've got nothing. And I mean, I'm telling you, you walk into every place here and they are not wearing. But still, Ardmore, like we went to the plumbing supply house. My dad had to pick up some uh, invoices, (laughs) lock supply. 
Nobody wearing a mask. And my dad wore one, though. I said, Dad, put on a mask. Matt, they don't yeah. wear a mask here. And I went, Dad. And yeah, said, because they may catch COVID and die. You know, I've really had to work on that with my therapist and God, honestly, of if I get I get COVID and give it to my father, it's not my fault. Because, and it makes me feel so, um, oh, it makes me feel for somebody like Madison. Yeah. Because when you're in this hot spot of people that don't give a fuck and yeah. put their selfish needs over other people, it's um I'm doing the best that I can, but the best of the best that the best that I can still might kill me or my father or yeah. even you. I want I want to go back to what I said earlier you guys about southern people who were living under slavery. They couldn't change because they didn't want to. They didn't want to give up the way their life was. They were selfish. They didn't want to help other people. They didn't see the dignity of every human life. That's what's happening now. Not to get political, but that's exactly what's happening now of people who won't wear a fucking mask. I agree with that. And I actually think... You don't see dignity in every human life. That's what is happening. I think that's actually a great way to end this show is to see the <laughs> dignity of human life. I agree. We're just going to. Well, show it's, is dark, y'all. It was a dark episode. God knows what's going to happen in our Facebook group about it, but we do the best we can. We we want to acknowledge that if you are a person of color and we've offended you by something we said please or we talk to us. please, please talk, to, talk us. to us we are open to that we really try our best because we are on the side of black lives i love i love color. talking to people and i black women are going to change the world i believe from, it i agree especially from where i come from i i need to have conversations like so if this we said something that's offensive to you um uh please us in our DMs. put us in our dms and uh I'm at Jake it or fake it. And I'm at the Matt Mar. Don't rant about it on the interwebs. Actually talk yeah. to us and we would love to have, cause we are here. I think that's, uh, we are, and hopefully people in Charleston are beginning to do this. We are here to learn. So with that yeah, said, here's what I've said before. Something's waking up. Something something's is waking, waking up. up. Something is, uh, something is waking up. That's long been dormant. Yeah. It's a good thing. Agreed. Take, take that, take that into your lives you guys something's waking up there's there's good that will come of all this there is there i believe that i believe that for sure i know i may not seem it but i'm an eternal optimist which is a weird thing for me to say (laughs) but i am i am such an optimist and i would say you're more of a pessimist than i am um about some things i think so yeah i'm i'm i know it's weird that i'm optimistic but i am i'm always looking for the best possible situation yeah, I, I I think I agree with that. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. I know because I'm the I'm like shitty all the time, but that's just me. Well, that's just you covering because you don't want to show any insecurities or vulnerability. That's hard for you. Did you just read me on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't mean to read you, but you do it. I meant to say, but you do it. You step out and show your vulnerability. I'm ext- I I feel like I'm extremely vulnerable. You are. Whereas I was people pleaser in my 20s you were not vulnerable at all in your 20s. i wasn't i wasn't now so, I'm, I'm, I'm much so more i want to preface that that wasn't a read that was more of you have gone above and beyond to be a more authentic 
yeah vulnerable self and so i meant that as like sorry that i really like what i said me, so, let's just oh finish god this. this is gonna be like when i said I'm you die alone i meant it as a compliment fuck this you you finish the show by yourself <laughs> i'm just gonna drink y'all we love you thanks for tuning in i have my laptop down y'all come back now y'all come back now you y'all well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt. And they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all, Y'all come, come back, back now, now you, you hear? hear?